The information presented in this podcast is of a general nature and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. It should never be used as a substitute for mental care, medical care, prevention, diagnosis, counseling, treatment, or other services. Always consult a mental health professional before engaging in any activities discussed in this podcast. Thank you for listening. Have you ever wished for magical powers? Do you still await your Hogwarts acceptance letter? Well, welcome to Hogwarts. You are magical. And this is your invitation to join us in exploring the psychology behind the most magical series, Harry Potter. Welcome to Harry Potter Therapy. Hello, all you magical people out there, and welcome to Harry Potter Therapy. I am your host, Dustin McGinnis. I am a musician, filmmaker, and all-around fanboy. And I am Dr. Janina Scarlett. I'm a clinical psychologist, author, and a full-time witch. So today we are going to get into Chapter 16, Through the Trap Door. This is where it gets real. What? This chapter starts out with Harry knowing that Voldemort is out there. He's sort of alive and after the Philosopher's Stone. Harry's scar continues to hurt and he has this overwhelming fear that Voldemort will burst through one of his class doors and get him at any point. You mean you know who's out there right now in the forest? But he's weak. He's living off the unicorns. Don't you see? We had it wrong. Snape doesn't want the stone for himself. He wants the stone for Voldemort. With the elixir of life, Voldemort will be strong again. He'll... I'll come back. But if he comes back, you don't think he'll try to kill you, do you? I think if he'd had the chance, he might have tried to kill me tonight. How can this parallel a survivor's anxiety with respect to their perpetrator? Well, I think a lot of people, when they experience a trauma, either directly or maybe indirectly, for some individuals, it's even learning about something traumatic happening to somebody else, they might feel unsafe in environments where they might have previously felt comfortable in. So, for example, after the shooting in the movie theater years ago in, I believe it was Colorado, Nowadays, a lot of individuals, myself included, are nervous when in movie theaters and other public places. Nowadays, for example, a lot of people are nervous to go to the mall, to go to yoga studios or other places where some individuals might have been attacked, even if it didn't happen to us. And for somebody that experienced trauma directly the way that Harry did, somebody that was perpetrated on directly, will understandably sometimes experience re-triggering of these symptoms where they might feel unsafe in environments that somebody might be able to easily get to, such as a classroom setting, for example. I'm very hypervigilant looking for exits and things like that. I mentioned briefly that Harry's scar hurt again, and it seems like Harry is very in tune with the pain that is coming from this scar. He even says that it's a warning that danger is coming. What the Harry? My scar keeps burning. It's happened before. Not like this. Perhaps you should see the nurse. I think it's a warning. 
means danger's coming. What does this say with regard to Harry's awareness and intuition? Without a doubt, in this world, Harry's a really magical kid. He's somebody that is in tune with danger, and I think that his mother's protection is helping him to know when danger is nearby. So at times the scar will hurt as kind of a warning sign. For a lot of individuals who experience trauma or abuse, they might also have certain ways that their body might tell them that danger is coming. A lot of us feel intuition in our gut. That's why we call it a gut feeling. We might feel like a dropping sensation in our stomach, almost as if we're going down on a roller coaster, or sometimes we might feel butterflies or tension. I personally have spidey senses. They're tingling. So you might secretly be Spider-Man. That's a conversation for another episode. Yeah. I think that a lot of individuals with anxiety and with trauma history often have these kind of sensations very much like Harry and sometimes we might be accurate in that we might start noticing in our body physiologically some changes in our environment without even being able to cognitively understand what we're perceiving just knowing that something feels off. Whereas other times, for whatever reason, our anxiety might spike without the presence of actual danger. I think the key to managing our symptoms is staying in the situation long enough to figure out if the situation is truly safe or not. Harry also finds out in this chapter from Hagrid that the bloke who gave him the dragon egg in the pub asked him indirectly about Fluffy. Of course. What is it? Don't you think it's a bit odd that what Hagrid wants more than anything is a dragon and a stranger turns up who just happens to have one? I mean, how many people wander around with dragon eggs in their pocket? Why didn't I see it before? Hagrid is a little gullible and innocently slips up as he does. Shouldn't have said that. No more questions. Don't ask any more questions. That's top secret, that is. What is the psychology of gullibility and this connection to our sweet, sweet Hagrid? Wow, that's a really interesting question. I think Hagrid is the kind of person that, because of what he's been through, tries to see the best in everything and everyone. When we are either cast out or shunned or abused, we might either become really distrusting or we might be more empathic. We might kind of try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And that's very much what Hagrid does. I think that's why he's especially drawn to magical creatures, because I think he often thinks that he can protect them. And often he does. And so I think because of his big heart, because of his experiences, I think he sometimes might overlook the bad things that people do. He might sometimes overlook bad people's intentions because... I think that the way that he's learned to survive is to try to find the best in every situation and the best in everyone. It is what allows him to get through some of the really awful experiences that he's had where he was wrongfully accused and expelled and and all the terrible things that he went through as a child and now as an adult. He's just so lovable and, and trusting too, you know, as far as being with Harry, Ron, and Hermione and slipping up with them. He's just feeling comfortable around them, right? Absolutely. And I think that his gullibility and his trusting nature is endearing and also at times does get him into trouble as it did here. 
So Hermione is very book smart and Harry seems to have practical wisdom. When Harry decides to go through the trapdoor, regardless of losing more points or the house cup or anything, he seems to be demonstrating this wisdom beyond his years. Superficial competitions are far less important than the battle for good and evil and the consequences of having Voldemort coming back into the scene. What does this say about Harry's nature? I'd like to point out that it's not just Harry. All three of them make that choice. All three of them are making huge sacrifices and risking their lives in order to stand up for what they believe in and protect their school from this monster. They know what they're getting into. They know that there is a very strong chance that they will be facing either Snape or Voldemort. And they know that they're likely to get seriously injured or possibly even die. And I think that their choice to risk their safety, their ability to go to Hogwarts and their lives in this way really shows their true core values, really shows the courage that all of them have and the dedication that they have to doing the right thing, no matter the cost. Shiver! Shh! Go! You shouldn't be here! Neither should you. You're sneaking out again, aren't you? No, Neville, listen. We would... No! We would... I won't let you! You'll get Gryffindor into trouble again! I'll fight you! Neville, I'm really, really sorry about this. Petrificus Totalus! You're a little scary sometimes. You know that. Brilliant, but scary. Let's go. Ultimately, it doesn't matter if the world ends. <laughs> you know, there's bigger consequences out there. They're amazing. Absolutely. Once they are through the trapdoor, there are obstacles that highlight each of the trio's talents and skills. Harry uses his seeker talent to chase the flying key on his broom and capture the key and unlock the door. Curious. I've never seen birds like these. They're not birds. They're keys. And I'll bet one of them fits that door. Ron uses his chess expertise to beat McGonagall's life-size chessboard. Once I make my move, the queen will take me. Then you're free to check the king. No. Ron, no! What is it? He's going to sacrifice himself. No, you can't! There must be another way! Do you want to stop Snape from getting that stone or not? Harry, it's you that has to go on. I know it. Not me, not Hermione, you. And Hermione uses her wisdom to choose the correct potions for Harry to move on on the next obstacle later. One of the obstacles at the beginning is the Devil Snare, courtesy of Professor Sprout. What do you think the Devil Snare represents psychologically? Thank you for asking that question. I love that metaphor. If you remember, the Devil Snare, especially in the movie, is one that 
traps individuals and the more they struggle the tighter the vines will be the more likely it is to suffocate them the faster it is going to kill them in the film we learn that in order for someone to be free from the devil's snare they have to essentially stop fighting it they have to relax or they have to let go of the struggle stop moving both of you this is devil's snare you have to relax if you don't, it'll only kill you faster. Kill us faster? Oh, now I can relax. This is very much what we know psychologically to be true of trying to avoid our emotional experiences as opposed to making contact with them. For example, we see this a lot with grief. When somebody is trying to run away from their grief or from their anxiety and they're trying to stifle these really painful emotions, these emotions become so big that they might feel like they're suffocating us very much like the devil's snare but if we make full contact with these emotions if we almost relax into the emotions almost like taking a bath like make full contact with these experiences and allow them then over time they become less overwhelming and loosen up their grip on us to the point that we can feel free in these experiences while still being connected to them. that was a really powerful metaphor now i did also want to point out that all of these obstacles appear to be very cleverly set up for harry ron and hermione this was never directly addressed in the books or the movies but i have to wonder if dumbledore purposely had the teachers set up those obstacles for harry ron and hermione to be able to complete this task because Perhaps he might have known that there is a very good chance that Harry will go looking for the Philosopher's Stone and that in the event that he did, perhaps Dumbledore wanted him to be successful. Well, he is a wily old man, and I think he had everything planned out from the get, even giving Harry the cloak yeah. and showing him the mirror. Ultimately, he's just such a crafty old man. I love Dumbledore. So once Harry gets beyond Snape's fire obstacle, courtesy of Hermione, he finds out that someone else is already in the next room, and it's not Snape, and it's not Voldemort. But we are going to have to find out who it is on the next episode of Harry Potter Therapy. We're going to go ahead and end this episode. My name again is Dustin, and you can find me on Twitter at the Valiant Geek. And I'm Dr. Janina Scarlett. You can find me on Twitter at Shadow Quill or on Instagram, Dr. Janina Scarlett Official. 
And we do have some gifts we would love to give away. However, we do need your help. If you do like this podcast, please review, rate, and contact us on social media through Twitter or Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. It will be your opportunity to win a free copy of Harry Potter Therapy, as well as a Hera Dragapur from Dr. Scarlet's book, Therapy Quest. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and stay magical out there, everybody. <laughs>